Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> When you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> Lights the menorah So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Dinosaurah Guess who eats together At the Carnegie Deli Bowser from Shanana And Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish Goldie Hawn's half too Put them together What a fine looking Jew And welcome to a very, very special Inside Out WTNS. Uh, happy Hanukkah, everyone. Happy Hanukkah! This year was the year that Seth got to travel to what is sort of uh, his promised land, would you say? The Holy Land. To Israel. And not the town of Pennsylvania. The actual country of Israel. It was on a trip called Honeymoon in Israel. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, had you been to Israel previously in your life? Twice. When? 18 years ago. I went uh, I went on a program called Jewish Leadership Institute, which is kind of like a brainwashy kind of program, month-long program where you're in, you know, you're you're in a hotel in Israel and then you're tra- learning and then you're traveling. What are you learning? You're learning about Judaism and Israel and the history and then you're going to see it, what you learned. So very much like um, like high school in Israel, uh, but condensed uh, a little bit more on the religious side. I mean, you know, their their program goal was for me to become a rabbi, which I think I did, but in music instead of religion. Whole other story. Um, and then right after that, Birthright. The yeah, fir- I'd like to get first, away with that. You're welcome. The first, first, uh, the first, <laughs> the first uh, birthright trip um, was announced, and you had to have never been to Israel, and you had to have been under 23, and you had to, um, yeah, well, those are you know, some of the things. So I, just coming back from Israel, got on that trip. My best friend, Brian, who was just right over the age or right at the age and couldn't go. Brian Cuffer lives yeah. in Florida? Yeah. Who he was, gets uh, who on, was the trip. on one of our episodes? He was. He really wants to come back on. Uh, and another two people who were friends of ours who, oh, by the way, were Israelis, <laughs> grew up in Israel. So the first birthright. and so, the whole, so you and Brian were like touch of gray heads to them, right? Yeah. No, from, uh, from a Jewish perspective. And the thing was is like, and listen, the, the, I remember the rabbi of the Hillel's like, look, I really want you guys to do this trip. Seth, if you do this trip, I know you just came back from Israel and you're not supposed to go on birthright if you've been to Israel, but I really want you to go. If you go, maybe you'll get involved. Now, Brian was graduating, so he's out. Uh, but me, I came back that next year. I became the director of the Jewish Student Union, where 
I put on concerts and music, <laughs> put on like bagel brunches where I had Hypnotic Clambake and uh, Acoustic Syndicate and all these different bands playing on the university campus uh, and full-on Jewish Student Union where we were promoting the Jewish Student Union and I have like Hypnotic Clambake playing and we give away coffee bagels and cream cheese and orange juice and we'd make a presence that like hey the jewish student union's here it's cool you know and we wouldn't spend all of our money on one big speaker but we would do these little things like this and then at the end of the year we did what's called a cultural explosion which happened to be my first music festival so side note on that but it was the idea on that was all the different student unions put in their money and we produce a cultural explosion with all the different types of music so our clam bakes kosher no. What is the most kosher band you ever worked with? Oh, well, I had, let's see, I had Steve Kimmock do a Purim party. Uh, Michael Ray, Cosmic Crew do a Purim party. But those weren't the most kosher. The most kosher definitely was the New Orleans Klezmer All-Stars. I actually, I know them. They're a great band. They're fantastic, fantastic band. Yeah. Yeah. You also did a, a Seder with the Disco Biscuits at the... Uh, yes, we did a... At a, the a, Georgia Theater? Yeah, right before a Georgia Theater show, we did a, a very Bisco Seder. Yeah, I got a lot of Jewy kind of things in my life, huh? <laughs> okay, so now were there any other close calls with going to Israel in the interim time? No, it's been it was eighteen years. I'm Amy, okay. my wife, never been. All right, so what was the uh, impetus to the most recent trip? What was the initial uh, seed? I am about to pull out of port uh, on the Jam Cruise site inspection, and my buddy from Chicago, Benley, texts me. So this is a year ago. This is a year ago, a little October. over a year ago. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. Literally pulling out, like, pulling out of the port. Yeah, we know. All right. So, so Benley texts me and he says, hey, Seth, you got to check this program out. It's honeymooninisrael.org. Um, it looks really awesome. So I, I'm, you know, still have internet. So I check it out. I'm like, oh, this does look awesome. When are applications due? Oh, they're due tonight. Okay. I'm about to not have internet. So let me go ahead and quickly apply. My spelling was horrendous. I just, you know, blah, 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 pull it all in there. I get why, back. Why don't you have me do these things for you? Dude, because I was pulling out a port, I told you. I didn't even tell my wife that I applied. <sighs> so we get we get back. I mean, I get back. About, you know, so that was October, November. October, November. So it was right around the end of, right around now, this time of year where they t- they emailed me saying, hey, you've, accept- you've been, a- you- you're your application's been accepted, so you're in now round two. We need to do an interview, but of course I'm gone because I have the Cloud Nine stuff, so I'm gone the whole time. So my wife and I on Christmas last year, Christmas Eve, we did a video interview with with someone in uh, L.A. Uh, from the organization, and we still don't really know about this organization. Like, what is this thing? I'm like, Amy, do you want to go? My wife's so not So they're Jewish. interviewing you. They're surveying the applicants for a certain type to do this trip? Okay, so let me give you the preface. The trip is honeymooninisrael.org, and you have to have at least one person in the couple Jewish. You have to be married five or less years, and that's the real basics of it. So at least one person Jewish and new, you know, somewhat newly married. Um, oh, and you know, the idea also would be that maybe you know one of you maybe is not Jewish, uh, which we didn't really realize before okay. going. Kind of cool, kind of spooky. Okay, so, so we, far. we didn't know this. So we go. I'm like, Amy, do you want to do this? She's like, a free trip in Israel, that'd be great. But then, is it like a brainwashing kind of like? Do we have to be Jewish? Like, can we? I'm like, I don't really know what this is about. Let's what check if it you're out. dating Roger Waters? Uh, all right, go on. I'm sorry. So we do I the, digress. So we do the interview in December, and the and I'm like, Amy, 
I got this. If anything, I know I know my people. We're going to get accepted on this trip. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, baby, I know what Jews want. I was a director of the Jewish Student Union. I've done this. I've done that. You know, like, you know, Did like, you really know or it was just bullshit confidence? Bullshit, bullshit confidence. But I, I felt pretty good about it, though. I mean, on a, and, and now after the fact, I totally get why they had us on there. It just make it. The trip is it makes sense. So so we do the interview and the you person totally, that you totally got why they chose you. You mean? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Not just because I'm the chosen people, but, but go so, on. I'll, we'll get so, back to that. We'll get back. So my wife, not Jewish. The person interviewing us, not Jewish. Like, wait a second, what? You, the person was on the trip, and his went, wife was Jewish. He's not Jewish. You're in a little goyim nightmare <laughs> on Christmas Eve, and you know, and and but it, it it really like my wife was like, oh, like all of a sudden, like her guard dropped, and she and the questions, and we were able to were the questions they interviewed us on. It was very very open and very you know. I have my Jewish experience. I come from a very you know conservative background. I mean, I. I'm not a practicing Jew, but you have a family that convinced you that you're a comedian. I don't want to say they convinced little, me, but it's a weird. Uh, so it was, a, it was the interview went, interview went really well, and we were accepted to do the trip in May, but we couldn't do that because we had our festival season. So they extended the op, uh, opportunity to um, to just now in so October. So they really wanted you guys to do this. I think so. I think they were very open to us being on there, and not and, open. It seemed like there was something specific about well, you guys that, to, to such an, you applied for one, and they opened the door for another. That makes it seem as though that you were particularly toward what they were looking for. Yeah, I think so. And and here's a little background, though, so you, that you should understand. So this trip, it's not just a trip to Israel. It's a trip for twenty couples from. Atlanta to do. Then there's another trip for 20 couples in New York to do, and another one in Chicago. And and they have several different places, but it's all the idea is they take 20 couples from a specific area and they do the trip together. So it's not people, I'm not meeting people in New York. Well, you if there's another trip, you might meet people from other trips, but your trip is 20 is a bus full of people, a bus full of couples that are from your area yet while you're in jerusalem you could meet people from other tour groups well <laughs> thanks for walking us through that yeah no that's not what i meant i we meant thought like, you guys were traveling around in a bubble no what i meant <laughs> is like you know they had a new york trip also and right. so the atlanta trip and new york trip had intermingling things like a dinner and we stayed at the same hotels and had different itineraries and similar stuff so we we you know we we're, we're hiking masada and we see the the new york trip and you you know you it's like that are the but, new york jews very bagel arrogant I mean, it's because about the, it's, it's not the bagel. It's about the water, if you really know. I, I mean, know a place in Brooklyn that's better than any place in New York. Well, that's, you know. I'm going to take you there. Uh, I'll take you there. Uh-huh. I'll take you there. So how many days was the trip? It's a 10-day trip. Okay, so what's the first day? You um, land in uh, Tel Aviv, and you take a bus right away to Tel Aviv, and we immediately started sightseeing right by Java, uh, and got to our hotel. Was it a red eye flight? Um, Were you yeah, rested? yeah, you get the no, you get because that first day sightseeing can be rough if you're not it, rested. It, you you fly the you know we flew the whole night. We get there in the morning. I mean, we get we land at like you know sunrise or a little after sunrise. Know, but I don't sleep on those flights. I drink wine and watch the on demand video. Yeah, we do. So the I would same be a thing, wreck by the morning. No, you got to throw a Xanax in the mix and you're good. I won't take the Xanax. Uh, yeah, that's your problem. I don't like the Xanax. It's just your problem. I'm telling you, man. That's, that's my only problem? A, <laughs> no, I did say your only. That's oh, it. okay. <laughs> I was so relieved for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you're so you're, you're with all these, you're with 20 other couples that you don't, you don't know. 
or 19 other couples, you, you know, you don't know these people. Maybe you do. And there, sometimes you like, there was one person on our trip that we actually recognized. I was going to say, didn't Guess who familiar. the person was? Carrie Romanoff. No, a friend of, uh, her name was Stephanie, but she was friends with Ariel. Oh, really? Yeah, my old employer, Ariel. And um, so, yeah, you, you know. Ariel Rosenberg. Uh-huh. Who is ripped. She's strong now, huh? He is a good-looking man, dude. I'm not afraid to say that. Doesn't he run, like, triathlons and crap now? I don't know. I lost touch with him. Gone. So, so yes. Yeah, so, yeah you I know, saw you... him in uh, Aspen. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he looked great. He looked like he was just crushing things in, in Colorado. But we didn't get to hang out with him after the show. Go on, though. I'm sorry. First day. Tel Aviv. Yeah, so we get that we do some we do some sightseeing. Um, we go through a market. Like one of the first things we do is go through a market, uh, which I get, oh, my, we get my falafel. You with a bunch of Jewish like women. It. The first thing you did was go shop. Well, here's the funny thing. They're like, you know, the, this is some of the best shopping. Blah blah blah. I look around. And it's like, oh, it's so great. All these people in the open kiosks. I'm like, open kiosk. What is this? I'm used to that. I grew up in the mall. That's it, where all the Israelis are in open kiosks. So if if everything's wholesale, is it still wholesale? <laughs> no, it's wholesale. Wholesale. <laughs> wholesale. And, um, you know, yeah, it was good. So we did that. And we, then, you know, we're there for Shabbat and we have Shabbat. And, and what's Shabbat again? Shabbat is the... Uh, I know, just for well, the listeners. So this is a Jewish day of rest. Now in Israel, they, their work day is Saturday night. So let's say Sunday to Friday. And then Friday night and Saturday are their weekend. So Friday night, Shabbat. And they don't have... And, and this day of rest. So Friday night to Saturday, all the businesses are closed. You go... It's like it's like Sunday here, but it's Saturday. And Friday night. And so my wife, who's not a religious person, we're not, you know, we're not religious, but she doesn't do Shabbat. But we did Shabbat together with this group. And it She's given me nice. Shabbat a couple times. Uh, <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. So yeah, it was it was a it was a really nice uh, nice thing. And 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 that was where everyone kind of talked immediately about like kind of what you know like hey, what are you guys' expectations? What do you you know what are your goals? And one of my goals was like I'm like well, for me, I'm here with my wife and with all these folks and I really want my wife to let us keep to... doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? I would like my wife to be able to, uh, to get an understanding, uh, a perspective of, um, what, what this means to me and you know, why as a Jew, I'd be so sometimes put my blinders up and just support Israel. You know, sometimes I support Israel blinded. Now I have a blinded supporter, however you want to put that. And I want her to be able to, I have like a glimpse and understanding of it. And, and there's, and it was interesting. Like everyone kind of said what they had to say. And there's a lot of people that had similar, similar things going on. Now the group, as we found out, as we went further along in the journey, some of them were, you know, couples that where one person was a convert. A lot of couples were couples just like Amy and I, where the Jew was like someone who went to sleepaway camp and grew up and, you know, was Jewish, you know, did Jewy things. And the other person was, you know, the shiksa or the uh, the non-Jew in the relationship, and shiksa is a little harsh. Okay, even fine. I know that. No, it's not. You know, it's the way you say it. It's the way I say. It. I don't think I say that wrong. It's Anna panana dech, unavakashemu. So, so yeah, man, that was a. And and here's the thing. Look, I'm not going to go every day by day with you. Can I give you a couple highlights? Sure. The thing about this trip is, by day two, we're already connected to these people on our bus. Like in a way that the twenty 
20 other couples. In From a way, Atlanta. Yeah, in a way that I would have never imagined would have happened. And you think part of that is is the surroundings of what you're visiting and what you're surrounded with. But the openness of the people that they, they handpicked to put on this. True, but isn't there something? Come on. There is you're some, there. There, there's, there's something. You're there. There's something. There's something, but... People talk about energy centers, about Taos or Asheville or this or that, energy centers mm-hmm. of the U.S. I mean, if there's an energy center on this freaking planet, is it not... Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. Yeah, this, but I'm saying before we even, well, not so much Tel Aviv as much as Jerusalem, but listen, before we got into all of that, we started connecting with these folks because we realized as couples, we're going through a lot of the same things. We're having either have children or having children. Uh, we're going, you know, are our children going to be Jewish? How are they going to be Jewish? What does Judaism mean to us? How do we relate to Judaism? I relate through comedy and personality. My wife relates by accepting me as me and 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 the holidays. But but as you flash forward and, and we're starting to connect and share these experiences, there's experiences where like there's this one moment where um, the last Shabbat, you know, so the, you know, ending the week, um, <clears throat> we're all together. And I remember we're <clears throat> we're sitting there and like a bunch of us are singing like Jewish songs, like we're at sleepaway camp, and we're being that person that we were. 18, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And my wife was sitting there and I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. Like I'm like being the Jewy kind of person, like, you know, connecting to that, what I haven't connected with in the spiritual, like. Yet you're with someone who you're very connected with in your personal life today. But yeah, absolutely. And to further that, the folks that are with me sharing that experience, there's other folks like other wives and husbands that are singing where the other wives and husbands are experiencing it together where instead of it being like oh my god what's my husband doing or wife doing like what is that campy shit they're doing like oh that's that's what sleepaway camp was like for them or there was this like acceptance and connection that it's really it was really amazing and it was a really neat experience to go through um now addition to all that stuff one of the most amazing things was your your we have a tour guide with us who she was incredible Uh, i mean just just incredible um Mahal was she her name is Mahal 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 she was just a wealth of knowledge so as we're going we're she's talking to us telling pointing things out we're go in the on the bus and then when we're there she's talking about the stuff now granted listen Rob I've been there twice it's my third time but it through a whole other eyes like it was almost like being there for the first time again and learning the history again and and the thing is this with this trip it wasn't just the jewish history learning all the history and really understanding how amazing of a place israel is how much has gone through there how much uh, i mean the history is so massive and to just start comprehending and really really understanding it. and i think as you know as an adult going when you know when you're 18 on birthright you know you're looking to get laid uh, you know more so than really con- you know really well, i uh, dated a woman from israel and she had been in the military and everything it was a, she was a real oh. dichotomy of experience and inexperience it was a very very interesting her name was gila um, wonderful wonderful woman she ended up living in california dating another friend of mine um, we broke up amicably but um, very determined young woman, very intelligent and very self-assured. The Israeli women are very smart, strong. Um, yeah, the Israeli women are very smart, smart and strong. So, what are some of your most powerful memories of the of the trip? Because sometimes there's significance in the memories that stick out strongest with you. Yeah, I mean, are there I th- moments where there, there's, there's moments? Just, yeah, I mean, there's moments. Uh, I think a lot of the moments, though, are are these these moments where. We're we're together. We're realizing, yeah, we're you and Amy. Yeah, yeah, we're 
we're experiencing these uh these things that these moments where you know looking at Jerusalem and walking around the you know the old uh the old city together um and just experiencing it together and her yeah, well just together just have, connecting to my Jewish identity my Jewish culture and doing that with my wife and as adults and and being able to like experience Shabbat together, the, the one moment though I remember there, there was this one moment where we we were doing Shabbat and it was a very quiet moment, and it was, just, it was during the Amida where you kind of just take a take a moment, just kind of to yourself and, and think, and then the church bells are going, the, the were they the church bells? The, no, the Muslim called a prayer, but it was the bells. Whatever. Yeah, same you thing. You know what? Very similar. But so, <laughs> but you have you're sitting there and you're doing this, and you've got all the layers that were going and. And it just took me like, it it, it kind of spun me around in a, in this spell where all I I wasn't in my present sense for a yeah, moment. You were a glow. This is when you were contacting me, and you you said you had reconnected, and you were a glow. I was a glow, and I I, I, fe- I feel very reconnected. I mean, look, I'm not going to join a synagogue tomorrow, but but I I do feel what what this trip provided me now is 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 a Jewish community, um, not even just a Jewish a community where if I want uh, we want to. I would like to raise my son to be Jewish and my wife is open to him being exposed to Judaism and we have you know a group of folks that are connected in the same way and there a lot of them are having kids and I'm excited to to have this base here in Atlanta that we didn't really have now I have Jewish friends in Atlanta but this is something that we went through this experience together and I think it, it creates so you a will be in touch with community. these folks already have been yeah absolutely yeah. are they podcast listeners well, I mean, uh, now they are. Because I mean, they better be listening if you're not 38 listening. more. I'll take them. Um, and the other best part about the trip was I was in a bus with 20 couples that were majority Jewish that actually laughed at my fucking jokes. So they had no taste. Oh, come on. No, they, they appreciated dad jokes. So it's kind of yeah, like being uh, in Israel with a bunch of people from the Catskills. Oh, uh, uh, I never felt moron. It was great. Moron. <laughs> That's <laughs> it all. <laughs> Oh man, but it, uh, listen, I'm going to put a quick pitch. If you are out there listening to this and and you're Jewish and your wife or husband's not or you're both Jewish and you're not connected to synagogue, uh not you're not connected to, you know, Jewish things, check honeymoon Israel, honeymooninisrael.org, honeymooninisrael.org. It's an amazing organization. If there's a trip in your area, I highly recommend you apply because the experience you're going to have is going to be your experience. The group experience, and I mean it, there's a group experience. Listen, going into these things, I'm not a group person. The last thing, I mean, I've done group trips through my whole life, and I always hate the 25 cameras for 20 people. Like, take one fucking shot, and sh- and then everyone can share it. Well, you know? And when you start trying to coordinate stuff, if there's any disagreement, Seth will be like, I do coordination for a living, so you should be listening to me. Kind of right, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, these are... these are some, it, was, it was really... Uh, I'd like to say, too, okay. real quick. Yeah, take your time. Um, in the 80s, I, I was there once. Jerusalem. It was about 24 hours, literally. I got 24, about 24 hours there, and I just... I just thought it was amazing. Such a wonderful city. And again, I commented before about the about the amphitheaters. Did you bring me home an amphitheater? Did you uh, see all the amphitheaters? I see Zaria. They're like everywhere. You go to Caesarea? You know what they say in Judaism? It's not Caesarea. It's Caesarea. 
don't know what you're talking. What's Caesarea? It's uh, one of the it's uh, one of the old old uh, Roman. Um, well, well. Anyways, um, why yeah. are there all those amphitheaters? Are those all places to worship? No, you're there's 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 only I, I dude. Think it's not like Rome, dude. No. Um, but, I was there, dude. Okay, okay, you were there, but I don't know if you... Maybe not really. in Tel Aviv. Maybe you were too much time in Tel Aviv, no. not enough time in the real city, no, Jerusalem. I spent, I spent most of our time in Jerusalem. Tel Aviv's like Fall River, you know? Jerusalem's Boston. Uh, Tel Aviv is more like um, South Beach. Whoa. I hit the microphone. That's going to piss Seth off. It is. That was um, Rob. That was my bad. Oh, wait, Rob, you had something that you are talking about. Though, that, oh, yeah, the other, the other thing was uh, we, went to, um, we went to the Church of the Holy Scepter. Is that what they say? Holy Scepter. We went to, you know, we, we did the walk that Jesus' last walk and went to the church that he was cr- uh, crucified in and the whole thing. And here's the thing, Rob. It's so easy growing up in the States to be like, Jesus, nah, Jesus is a story, just like Noah's Ark is a story. I don't know if I'd say that anymore, though. You know, when you go there and you see... You understand history in a way that, like, there are pe- there's thousands and thousands and thousands of years of history, and yeah, there's no doubt there was a Jesus. Now, did he resurrect and all this stuff? You know, the the, the, the story comes in. Yeah, I have mad respect for the Bible. When, when I was in Switzerland with John Shane, you remember I went to that museum. It's actually that's why I was asking about the first night because I flew out and I'd been drinking wine all night on the plane watching. Watching God knows what on the on demand. Shane picks me up at the airport and takes me to a museum immediately. <laughs> but what I remember from that museum is they had the uh, Gospels, mm. you know, the original manuscripts. Yeah, that's a th- that's and a thing. And you're looking at them under this glass, mm-hmm. and there's crossouts and things written in the side. Now, if that's the Word of God and not human interpretation of the Word of God, why does there need to be so many corrections? <laughs> if it's a Word of God, it should just come down as it is. You were, you know, I think once I see those corrections, too. as much as I believe in God, it kind of reaffirms that to me that the Bible is the Word of God as interpreted by humans. Who, by the way, fallible, not 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 perfect humans. Go well, ahead, Seth. I'm sorry. No, no, you're you're nailing it, and. And these are the, and this is the thing. So that would you, you just, have conversations like this with that's those people? my point? Is that my point? Exactly where I was going. The whole trip, you're having these conversations. You, we're in a space where I'm not thinking about what festival I'm booking next or working with or any. I was away from it all. Or what emails Rob might be sending me about the podcast uh, or what he's not doing. To get them, you know, anyway, uh, I was getting responses. <laughs> no, we we would have these moments, and the conversations got deep. And the thing is, you're. You know, everyone dropped their guard right away and just, just was there. There was no, there was no, there was no clickiness. There was none of that. And so all of the conversations got really deep. And as someone's looking at something, someone's like, I'm so moved. I can't believe like, this makes so much sense to me to be able to see something like this and to have this history and to have this understanding. Holy shit, this really existed and really happened. Were there any moments of goyim induced inappropriateness? I mean, by me, probably more so than... You're the, not Goyim. Than, I know, but that's, that's my point. That's to even suggest that you're Goyim. Am I getting these words right? Any rate, Rob Turner and Burner. <laughs> so... I want to go back now. Oh, man. I, I do as well. Um, and is, you know... Go see yeah. Neil play there. Neil plays there. Today! Even though, even though people tell him not to, he still does. Yeah. 
I did listen to Neil Diamond before I went. <laughs> Neil Diamond? Yeah. What, Neil, what are you talking about? Uh, Casal. <laughs> are you serious? No. Neil Young. Come uh-huh. on. Neil Young plays Israel. Oh, I, I didn't I've know I've got that. one recording. Didn't I give it to you? I might have given it to Josh. I don't no, know. no, no. You probably gave me a tape that I threw away. I had a soundboard of him from Israel. Fantastic. So, oh, man. And the food... So these guys, I mean, Martin, I, Martin I didn't tell you. One. I didn't tell you the best part about the trip before uh, that that sold it to my wife. The trip was eighteen hundred dollars per couple. So for how many days? Yeah, ten days. So my wife turns to me and says to me, "She's like, and how, what, she, what, she's what? in tears." Rob, we're on the we're on the trip. She's in tears, and like you know, very soft tears, not like crying. And she's like, "It's very dramatic." She's like, "Seth, I just found out how much they spent on." us per person it's something like 10,000 per person I've never had someone I didn't know and honestly spend that much money on me to have an experience and she's right and I thought about that and I'm like that's eh, like the third time in my life that's happened <laughs> but but then I thought about it I'm like holy shit like you know the Jewish people really spent a lot of money to give the Jewish people experience. I mean, birthright used to be free. Now it's maybe what it was five hundred now. Maybe it's a thousand. This eighteen hundred dollars. That's the flight alone costs more than eighteen hundred dollars per like a couple. Crusade almost. Yeah, but it's it. This wasn't like a. You know, they don't care if you if you're religious. It's not about that. It's about having a, a Jewish identity and a Jewish culture and a Jewish community, and understanding that Judaism is not just a religion. So let's do something with those twenty couples here. Well, we are. Um, we well, well. I'm not. I'm out of town this weekend, but they're having a reunion, and Amy's bringing Daryl. Um, we've had some couples over for Shabbat, uh, and we'll be going to theirs, and we'll do things. We're going to do community stuff during holidays, and you know, just get together. and the, And it's nice because, like, my wife is not Jewish, but she sees Shabbat now for what it is, and not like this religious thing. So. If you, you know, on a Friday night to break challah, light the candles and do Shabbat and you know what, take a break, step back for a minute and to say together, we've had a long work week. We've, we've had some frustrations working together, getting things done. But right now the sun is going down. It's Friday night. Let's have family. Even though we have family dinner every night, let's have family. Let's appreciate each other and let's take that moment. And that's special couple more questions on the trip. How was the food? And, and was it uh, chosen for you where to eat? Or were you guys given any kind of freedom? So on this trip, um, the, the hotel food was amazing. Oh, my God. I mean, you sit down, it spreads like salads. And was it amazing and... like no, no, Americanized? Or was no, it very... No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. It's all Israeli. I mean, nice. before you even sit down and eat, you have that's one 25 different types of salads. That's one experience I had traveling overseas when I was working for my father is that some countries, they would really feel like they were doing you a proper uh, yeah, by yeah, presenting yeah. an Americanized meal. No, no, when the it was breakfast like, was an Israeli breakfast. You're, you know, it's all uh, sesame seed type stuff, and uh, it, it was really good. And then, you know, there's... No, no wait, more on breakfast. So in Europe, you get, like, a lot of cheese, some bread, some fruit. Very what, European in that sense, but there's a lot more, like, uh, sesame kind of, like... Um, like uh, toasted sesame kind of cheesy kind of things. And they've got blintzes and uh, fresh juices, beets and beets and oranges. And there's beets. so much, so much citrus there. Um, uh, but those yeah. beets yeah. and beet juice. You can't beat it. No, but seriously. No, you can't beat it. Seriously. No, man, you can't beat it. It's not any funnier the third time, Seth. It, How about actually, the 18th time? It's inversely proportional, mm. unless you're Gilbert Godfrey and you can turn the corner. Oh. <laughs> seriously, though. 
beets are one of the healthiest things you can eat on this planet. I, I think I've told the story on this show, so I won't get into it, but I've talked to a, uh, multiple older people who've said that that mm-hmm. is their key to longevity. Oh, really? Some say the first thing in the morning, a glass of freshly squeezed beet juice is one of the healthiest things you can do. Go I on. believe. And pomegranate. Uh, that's just pomegranate. Kind of Pomegranate's great and everything, but it's Pomegranate. Good. Pomegranate. Yeah, it's just good. Pomegranate. Yeah, so the food was great. I mean, some of the restaurants we would go to, um, we had, so we would have nights where you would, you wouldn't. Any music? We'd have nights where, hang Any on. Any klezmer? Hang on, hang mm-hmm. on. You'd have nights where you'd have your nights off so you can do your own thing, which most of us would get together and, you know, as, and, and split off and do stuff. I, although I did see my buddy Alad, and, um, and as I'm going to see him, my a buddy, I posted wait, wait, something. On. My buddy hold, Larone, hold, 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 hold. my college friends, two of them lived in okay. Israel. One of them, who I made a point to tell him coming, the other one they, I didn't know. So we but we all had dinner. Went to really a chef restaurant, which they was lived way overpriced. In Israel before college? No, no, no. Uh, well, no, no, none of them did. Uh, when I met them, they were in college, and then Alan, Alad rather, Alad moved to Israel after college, and his family was from there. So, um, but um, Laron. Lerone. I keep. Why am I messing well, up my Alon friend's name? is because we have the great restaurant here. Right, I know. Anyway, a lot. Dottie lives there. He's married. He's got kids. So Lottie's there, and then Laron, Laron rather. Why is it Laron? I keep thinking of you and Rydie. Laron was in Germany last I checked, and I just, I posted a photo of Robert Polay and I and Amy because we we he was there dropping his kids off, so we had lunch, and and um, and so uh. Lerone saw that photo and you know pinged me, so we all had dinner that one night. But the food, it was a trendy little Tel Aviv place that was way overpriced, and it was like, oh, this chef, famous chef on TV, very good, blah blah blah. Bullshit, not that good, um, way overpriced. But that's that's the thing, you know, that's Tel Aviv. Whereas some of these other spots, you know, you go and you get some really good hummus and a nice pizza. We even did a cooking class and, and learned how to make nice pizza, nice hummus. It was very good, yeah. Um, hummus is tricky because it's all about um, the the what is it the um, the seeds? What are they? So, uh, uh, no, yeah, you're cooking about, the yeah, chickpeas. The chickpeas, just yeah. so right. That's kind mm-hmm. of the key. And tell me how to make a good falafel because, my God, we had such good falafel there. So some of the places were great. That's the only thing about falafel. It's fried. Yeah, I know. So the, the, play, the food was great. There were some places that were okay. Um, but the, the food that they provide us, they provided us for the dinners and stuff was phenomenal. All right. This part's not fun. Joking. Joking is moved aside for a moment here. It's hard. But come on, Israel's a target these days, and it's uh, a lot of terrorist attacks happen there. Um, were you, did you see anywhere where there had been results? Had you talked to people who've been near there? Is that yeah. in the in the mindset at all of people? Well, first of all, um, while we were there, we actually were supposed to go to an Arab village, but we couldn't because of a situation. So they changed the trip and went to what another situation. Arab. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Intelligence tell you, tell you the situation. They couldn't. It wasn't safe for us to go, so we didn't go there. Um, and it could have been anything. But we did go to another Arab village where um, we went to a oil uh, uh, pump. Uh, There's a they were making um, oil there, uh, olive oil, olive oil factory, and they also uh, they what so the the place though the idea is they they worked with Arab Israelis so and women, and they provided them jobs and teaching them skills. So they would do things like basket weaving and things like that to actually making the olive oils and things. And now. Mind you, Arab women don't typically work. So these women were 
it was really risky for them to like you know to go to their husbands and say I want to work. Are but they observing the? Oh yeah, the absolutely. They're observant. They're and it, and it was a beautiful thing. It was really and we had and we had a, we had a conversation with them, not just about what they do, but like. How was it to go back to your husband when you have two kids? And how did your kids feel about you going to work? Because Arab women don't work, right? What'd she say? Oh, she, you know, she. They want to make a. They want to make the world a better place. They want to be involved. They they get that there's change in the world and it's not the way it used did to be. Did she seem comfortable in her response, or was she, she, was there an, an, a tinge of fear? No, there wasn't a tinge of fear because I mean, I'm sure she was beyond that by now. But in the beginning, she said it was very fearful to go to her husband and say she wanted to work. You know, because not just not just what that would do to her and her family, but internally. But what about all of the 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 neighborhood, the the community? Everybody gets talking. You're going to work. You're a woman. You're going to work. Like it's a guy who can't control his woman, she works. Yeah, and so it's the guy just very went on that awesome vacation because he has extra money. So so that was really interesting. That was really interesting. And and you and so there's a lot of things like we were driving around and you start learning about well Arab, Israeli. Like what is that? You know, that's why are they not just Israeli? And so you start understanding the, this this world of, of Israel and and the the, the, the complexness the complexity. Well, micro of it. macro, well, you know, things are very different on a macro level and a micro level. Yeah, right? but when you're there, look, so here That's let me tell I'm you asking. when you, Wait, when, you, when, when I was there twenty years ago, okay, to now, uh, Michal was looking at uh, showing us this fence. She goes, "Do you see this fence? Since we put up this fence." This wall, hmm? this this fence that that separates Palestine, yeah, the West Bank, and yeah, and the Gaza Strip and whatnot <clears throat> in Jer- uh, in Jerusalem, the number of car uh, the bus bombings went down ninety nine point nine percent, ninety nine point nine. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, well, when did that go up? That was like ten years ago. I'm like, I was here eighteen years ago, and I remember as as uh, on my trip, we were not allowed when we were allowed on our own to go to Ben Yehuda Street. Or any of our travels, we were not allowed on public buses for that reason. That's changed. Right. It's a safer place really, in that sense. Really... But now it's different. It's not. Yeah, it's 2000s not... are really violent. But now the violence isn't bus blowing up because they've prevented that. Right. The walls just, prevented that. But now it's now it's people with knives going through you know shopping malls and we got that people. here. We got that here. We do have that here, but not in the numbers. But the macro micro thing I'm talking about, of course, in a macro level, these cultures clash or whatever but on a micro level did you see their arabs and jews living fine in small neighborhoods and getting along with each other i wasn't exposed to it that closely um i mean the neighborhoods we were going to were primarily israeli neighborhoods uh and there is a very big separation when you go to the arab world there's there's not is there any mingling is there any there is and positivity. It, uh, is there any sort of? There is some positivity, but there, but it's, you know, I think, I, you know, I would love to say it's the millennial generation, but it's not. It's going to be the generation after that or after that. It's it's getting it's getting better. It's, you know, and it's much hand, better than it was twenty years ago. I try to be compassionate. I try to be understanding, but it just goes on and it's, on and on. It's fucking ridiculous. It's a hard thing, Rob. It's a hard thing because you sit there and Come you're on. like, you look at the Jewish people and their struggle, and it's like, oh my god, you finally have you finally have a land, you finally have a place to call home, but that but you can't now turn around from Germany being called a rat and Jews were called rats, right? You can't now turn around and call the Palestinians rats. That's you can't turn to That's the people and do point. the same thing. You can't do the same to them that was done to you. You can't do that and to say that. That's true. 
So there's but a lot Israel's of Israel's constantly getting attacked, even though Geneva Accord set it up, constantly getting attacked from all directions. Well, and so then that's... and then they go and they fight battles and they go ahead and win land and then they lose that land because of treaties and giving in peace and shit. So And then they're viewed as a bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fucked up thing and, and it's a tough it, situation. And you go there and you, you but the I thing still is, love Pink Floyd though. <laughs> you go there and you, you <laughs> it's see just the, too good. You see the Especially you, the early shit. You see the, the you, you I could do without Dark Side of the Moon, wish you were here, quite frankly. I'm done with those. I'm sorry, go on. You see the conflict and you can understand it. You can feel it. You can smell it. You can see how far. But then you go to a place like, uh, you go, you walk around the old city of Jerusalem and you go in, you go to the Arab market and you, you know, Amy and I went into this uh, flea market within, not a flea market, like an antique store. This is a funny story because I say antique. I'm like, oh, look at this tea set. You see it at the house. it's a story. I'm telling the story. Don't say it's funny. All right, so whatever. Fuck it. It's a story. I don't know if it's that funny. Anyway, so we go there. Let's shut up. Listen. We go there. (sighs) Listen, Mashug, you go there and there's all these things like knives and and um, tea sets. And I'll show you the tea set we got Bottle at the things. house. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, this Probably is ledgers. nice. How old is this? And they're like, the guy's like, oh, it's like, uh, yeah, he's like, it's Arab. He'll say, it's, uh, you don't talk like that. But he's like, yeah, it's <laughs> he's like an L.A. Arab. Yeah. He says it's uh, 50 <laughs> years old. I'm like, and I'm looking. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, let me ask you a question. Is this the tourist stuff they sold the 50 years ago? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, because you go around now and you see what's popular and the touristy kind of Jerusalem, you know, m- gifts that you buy. And so what he had was like dusty stuff from 50 years ago. And it was this, you know, what they sold them. But but I got talking further to him. I'm like, And I'm like, have you, when did you move here? He goes, move here. I was born here. I've lived in these walls for, you know, 60 years. My family's been here 60 years prior, you know, before that. And you, you know, and then there's, you think about it, and there's people in those walls of the old city that families have lived there for hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's, that is just an awesome thing. Um, and the stuff those families have seen. Yeah. Oh, oh, my oh yeah. Gosh. And then, you know, one other quick thing I'll say is like, uh, in the old city, uh, we're looking at this one area that's, um, you know, an area that they're excavating or no, it's been excavated, excuse me. And they show, uh, Michal showed us a photo. And she's like, and you see like this like little tree in it, like a little bush kind of coming out of a piece. And under it's all dirt on the photo. And now you're looking at it and you see that little bush and it's all stone. And she's like, yeah, they dug this up. I'm like, when did they dig that up? She's like, in the last five years. And it's like, holy shit. Like they're still digging. There's so much history buried under everything. It's ridiculous. And... Yeah, and the, and the charismatic people of the history. No, um, isn't there a, a wailing wall? There is a wailing wall. Yeah, that's. Uh, What's the story on the wailing wall? And then we'll wrap up. Well, the wailing wall. So the holy of holies is where the the holiest place uh, where the temple mount was, and you had the first temple that burned down, the second temple that burned down. These are big parts of Jewish history. The um, where the holy of holies, where the the main point of 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 Judaism was. What do you mean by that? Um, where they did, where Abraham, focus, Abraham was, sac- uh, where he was going to sacrifice his firstborn, ah. his son, where that was taking place okay. is now where um, Muhammad as- ascended. That's the spot. So same you, spot. Same spot. Oh, and so, my God. So that's where the Muslims, the Jews can't even go there. The wall between that spot is the holy of, is the holy wall. So the Jews can go at the closest they can get to the holy of holies 
is this wall, and that's why it's become such a... What are the odds? What, what is it about that spot? Judaism, Christianity, Muslim, you know, it's... There's something about that spot. There should be an amphitheater there, <laughs> right there. <laughs> an amphitheater. I want to see uh, Van Morrison at that spot. So, uh, so yeah, man, I mean, it's a, it's a very, very complicated place, but it's amazing, and... What I love all these gods, it. Muhammad, God. What if they all were the same God? And it that, is the same. The and thing that is, God no one, is just laughing and it's laughing. It's the same God. No one says it's not the same God. Look at these stupid humans fighting over us. What a bunch of idiots. There, no one says they're God. Muhammad's not a God. Jesus isn't a God. God's God. And it's the I same God. I don't even God. know it's God. No, but you understand it's, it's the same God. I felt it. It's there. Oh my it's God. real, people. Oh my God! Just because, just because oh humans, just because humans bastardize and take advantage of it doesn't mean it's not there. Oh so, to my honeymoon in Israel, folks listening, thank you guys for listening this far. And to all and of you, I was so else. excited because you and Amy seemed so much closer after the trip. We we were and we are <laughs> and uh, we are very back to much. Now. Well, I mean, I, I did. You know, come on, let's not talk about personal things, but uh, but uh, we are. Uh, I feel much much closer to my wife. And then after we we hey, uh, hopped loyal. over to Greece for a couple of days, she is loyal. She's an amazing woman. I love my wife. God bless her. Yeah, which God? Um, uh, the one that. Gets me dancing at shows. Oh, God bless him. Well, Her, that's it. You know, whatever. That's, that's Gender doesn't matter. So don't. Rob, don't. what you just said though is is exactly what I I was saying. A big point on what I said. One of the things I brought up on on that trip was I'm like, I have a religious experience at music. Like yeah. it's I have I have a culture. I have a community. But I like when you talk to like religious Jews and their experience. I'm like I totally get it. I don't do it by praying to God. I do it by, right. you know, like there's moments where, the, you know, at the risk of being overly simple, no matter what's going on in my life, however bad it can be, I have the ability to get lost in music. And it is a, a, a type of therapy that transcends any, <laughs> any kind of therapy I've ever known. And that to me, to me, the strength of the intangibles, really, no matter what advancements we have and whatever material things are put bef before us in this world. The intangibles remain the most important and powerful things. And if that's not a proof of a, of a greater power, then I don't know what is. I agree. Well, Rob, thanks for... Um, I appreciate you asking me to take the time to, uh, to talk about it. Yes. I, I By like the way, we should point that out. This episode was my idea. Mm -hmm. It not was. Not Seth's. Nope, it was. It may seem odd, particularly people know Seth well. You're all, but uh, thank, but thank you. Yeah, it's true. I, listen, I'm a talker, but this, I'm very moved by this trip. Uh, matter of fact, Honeymoon Israel, if you have a job for a community builder, I'd be happy to build and be a community organizer for you. So and we're going to have a similar episode after I go to Hibbing, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, okay. Although that's not going to be as easy now <laughs> as it might have been, but I'm going to get up there. Uh, well, thank you, and Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Happy Hanukkah, and we're going to leave you with a couple Hanukkah songs that I'm going to pick out. Rob, do you mind if I pick out the Hanukkah music? Well, I already picked one out. Oh, did you? Avina Malkeinu, who well, sings it? Who's Avina Malkeinu, and that uh, we'll do a fish version. Yeah, I love Mike Gordon. Maybe we'll throw in a little. Uh, I think he's my favorite Jewish musician. He's a, he's a good one. What about? Do you, I mean, I'm going to see Matis Yahu in a couple weeks at Closer to the Sun, and I'll determine if we'll do a Hanukkah song of his or not. Let's see if he lets us interview him, and then I'll determine. He's uh, he's going through some times right now. Let's interview him. This would be. I don't think he's open, so we'll tough. see. We'll Let's see. try. Should, should I bring my recording equipment uh, with me so I can set up in a in a hotel room and if anyone wants to interview and then call you up and bring you into it? Where? 
when I'm at the uh, events. These freaking event people should be flying me there so we could be podcasting from we're, there. We're not serious radio. S-E-R or S-I-R. <laughs> well, hey, Rob, We've thank had you. this conversation. Know, yeah. So uh, if you're listening to us for the first time, please listen again, uh, especially for the Jews. Listen to episode 18. What was that? Kuroda. Hi, how you uh, doing? <laughs> See? You memorized the number? Uh, number 18. I don't even know which is waffles. 18 on a Jew of four. 18 on a Jew, uh, in Judaism is a, um, is a very powerful number, a very spiritual number, 18. So when our biggest episode today was number 18, it's no surprise to me. Is that why so many Jews like Alice Cooper? Maybe. Uh, or be, maybe it was his name is Alice Cooper. Or no, no because you know why? Because the mensch is his manager. No, he's the big 18 song. Oh. That was a hit. 18 and I'm life, I'm crying. I'm 18 and I'm let I lie. 18. Last time I saw him, <laughs> he was opening for Iron Maiden, so I kind of forgot about his set because Iron Maiden, holy shit. That's all the right. other side of the spectrum. I've yeah. got the God and I've got Iron Maiden. Yeah, well, I got it all covered, baby. All right, Lehitcherot, everybody. Yeshlachahalailatov. Shimon says uh, adios. <laughs> and you people who are like me, who are not Jewish, don't be Meshuggah Goyim. Come on. Come on! Give peace a chance. Love you guys.
Thank you.